The information provided in this show is intended for your general knowledge only and is not intended to be, nor is it, medical advice or a substitute for medical advice. If you have or suspect you have a specific medical condition or disease, please consult your health care provider. Now listening to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs> What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here, founder of ChemicalFreeBody.com and your host for the show that simplifies and demystifies how to live an energetic life with a flat belly. So if you're into a healthy gut and staying young, then this is the show for you. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. We're back with another exciting episode of the Health Hero Show. Today in the house, we have Dr. Ken Keyes. You don't spell his name K-E-Y-S, but it sounds like it. It's actually K-E-I-S. It's a little different, right, buddy? It is. It is. Hey, want to be unique, right? That's right. So we don't want you guys to forget because he is going to give you a key today to be healthier and feel better. And maybe some of you feel that you're depressed and you might find out that you're not depressed. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Dr. Keys, welcome to the show. Well, thanks, Tim, for having me on. It's great to be able to serve you and your audience. Yeah, you know, um, it was really cool. We got hooked up. You actually had me on your show. And then I'm like, wow, this guy's key focuses are holistic living, having purpose in your life, um, finding self-awareness and self-mastery, emotional intelligence, leadership, and a lot more stuff. And I was like, wow, it would be kind of cool to have you on. So thanks for taking time to, to come on today. So, uh, well, let's get into it because there's a whole bunch of stuff that I wanted to cover today. So, you know, so many people are dealing with depression out there mm-hmm. and, like your story, like flipped me upside down. Cause I'm like, and wait a minute, there are a lot of depressed people, but there could be a good mm-hmm. chunk of them. And maybe you can get into that later about what percentage that is. Maybe you've discovered that that think they're depressed, but they're not right. Mm-hmm. So tell us what happened. How did you get feeling thinking you were depressed and what happened? Well, you know, when I was in high school, I, I did suffer, uh, suffer from low self-worth. And of course my, suicidal thoughts were around even back then. And I think it was just more about being in an environment. You know, when you think about parenting, and now I have two kids that are both married, is how important it is to be able to encourage and to support others. And my parents really didn't do that for me. The only feedback I got was criticism. So, you know, in my early 20s, I really struggled with, I'll call it moodiness, right? Being up and being down and just not really grounded and centered. Yet people who knew me, I was said, hey, you're enthusiastic, Ken. But why was I struggling with all these kind of components? So I went to the doctor and he says, oh, you're manic depressive. So he put me on lithium, which is an Mm. antidepressant drug. Within two weeks, I was ready to kill somebody. And a friend of mine, Tim, said, yeah, I belong to the National Speaker Association. This is my 32nd year in this space. I actually grew up on a dairy farm, so that's my background. So that's where I come from the health and wellness because I was a nutritionist to the dairy industry. So anyways, my friend, Sharon- We'll have says, to talk about that later. That might be That's right. <laughs> is that uh, my friend Sharon says, Ken, no, 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 you're not depressed. There's something else that's going on. So on my own insistence, this is way back in 1988, I said to the doctor, I needed a glucose tolerance test and found out that I was an extreme hypoglycemic. So rather than manic depressive, I was dealing with blood sugar issues. I was trying to self-medicate with a couple of liters of Coke every day Mm -hmm. or a gallon of Coke or whatever it was. And so as a result of that, I changed my diet, able to kind of shift that. 
and to start bringing some stability into my life. And a lot of times, and, and don't get me wrong, my friend is a medical doctor. A lot of times people put their faith in the medical system when in fact, you really need to be responsible for your own health. And I could have just gone down this, this road, taking these antidepressants, and it was the diagnosis was completely wrong. And so it's been my, you know, sort of life's work now for the last 30 years as part of this holistic living is biophysical factors is one of the things that come into it. That's your work that you're working with people to try to be chemical free. Uh, you know, don't hate me. But when I was working in the agriculture industry, I was a sales rep for Monsanto. Mm. I actually sold Roundup. And of course, they told me in 1985, 86, 87, when I was selling the chemical, that there was no um, traceable elements of glass phosphate. Well, of course, we know in a recent survey in Canada, because that's where I'm in, I'm in Vancouver, is that every single cereal has trace elements of glass phosphate in it. This was just something done a few months ago. So yeah. they, were, they were lying to me, and that was not true. And so and when you talk about chemical-free, I get it. I understand it. And for me, I just said, I need, you need to take personal responsibility for your wellness and your health. And our bodies are meant to heal themselves. Our bodies are meant to really go down this healthy track. And, you know, pharmaceuticals and drugs, they said, oh, side effect is death. <laughs> so anyways, don't get me going about that. <laughs> so, so you basically um, were confused. You went to the, you know, you didn't feel good. You went to the doctors. There was a misdiagnosis. And then through some other people and your own like intuition, you basically figured out what your problem was. Yeah, exactly. And so and, what it was is it, it's it was it was basically you had extremely high glucose levels. Right. So and when did, you, did, did, did they say why? Was that genetic or? Well, um, when I was younger, and we were just talking off air before we got on, I was I grew up in a very strict home. And when I went to college, I got into drinking quite a bit. And then I actually had alcohol poisoning. So my pancreas and my liver weren't necessarily functioning at their perfect level. And then, of course, if I don't take care of myself, I wasn't, this is in my 20s, then I think there was some of that that was sort of a legacy left over mm. from it. So I just shifted my lifestyle. I mean, I rarely have alcohol now. I have a glass of wine maybe once or a month or something like that, if that. Uh, but really, I just shifted. I quit alcohol. I quit the sugar, which was, of course, feeding into it. When you think about hypoglycemia, is that, you know, when diabetics really don't produce enough insulin, in hypoglycemia, too much insulin is produced. And as a result of that, your blood sugar level goes to below functioning. So why you feel depressed is that there's not even enough sugar to keep your brain operating. I had to go have a nap. So I'd have these highs that were really high and these lows that were really low. So this is this moodiness mm. because my blood sugars were unstable. Yeah. And so that's part of it. Now, um, if you, you have hypoglycemia, you don't take care of yourself. It can lead into being a diabetic. But this is, you know, over 30 years ago, I'm fine. I'm healthy now. And I know that if I cheat even now, I can pay the price, right? Is right. that you... But I know what it is. I, I weighed it out. My, my system balances itself out if I've, you know, had some ice cream because I wasn't really paying attention. Well, wow, this is really interesting because I was having you on just because it could be like a misdiagnosis of depression. But for those of you listening today, maybe you're dealing with it could be something else um, because it was basically a poor diet and alcohol is like lots of sugar. People don't realize like lots of sugar. And I mean, I mean, look up sugar, look at the molecule structure of sugar and compare it to cocaine. They're almost identical in structure, yet sugar is three times more addictive. And when you consume alcohol, 
alcohol converts to sugar in the body. It's just people aren't alcoholics, they're sugar, sugar addicts, right? So you had all this, so like drinking alcohol can, and, and having lots of sugar can make you depressed, right? And then Absolutely. you think you have depression, but it was like, no, you have an overabundance of, of sugar in your body. That'd be one thing. Now, the other thing, because you went hypoglycemic means your blood sugar dropped, hypo down, hyper high. A lot of people, I just want to clarify that. So it's hypo low. Um, you had mood swings. And the first thing I was thinking, I was like, oh, he's, you know, manic, depressant. He, you know, that, that's why that doctor went into like, you know, he's, um, uh, what's, what's the word for people They put them on lithium all the time. It's, uh, what's the, mean, what's as far the, as manic depressive or yeah, yeah it's uh, bipolar, bipolar. bipolar right. So for those of you guys listening today, if you, if you, this, this could be, you might think that you're bipolar, you might want to check into this. Maybe you're hypoglycemic, check it out. And if you're drinking booze or eating lots of sugar or poor diet, change that up. Now, maybe you still are um, bipolar, but your bipolar will balance out at least at some level by improving your lifestyle and cleaning your body up. But who knows? Maybe it could just go away. Maybe you're one of the people that got, this is cool news. I mean, somebody listening today that it's bipolar, like they could definitely improve their life or somebody that's depressed could improve their life, but it could be a complete switcheroo for them. Well, because I read something on health every week and, you know, author of the stress indicator and health planner assessment is, you know, when you, if you actually look at the data and you know this already, Tim, for your audience, is that it's now showing that activity like fitness and movement and getting your body uh, out of a chair has more positive effect on depression or feeling down than any antidepressant. And of course, the long-term antidepressants is that interesting enough, even when you get into two and three and four years on these medications, we know that now your suicidal thoughts actually go up. Mm. So it's not really an answer. And I knew when I was started to take the lithium, something wasn't right. I was so irritable. I was so angry. I was just ready to kill somebody. I'm, I'm, and I'm being serious about that. Yeah. So I actually just said, I quit this stuff. And I said, something's not right because there's no way I should be feeling this way. So my body didn't need it. And the other thing is, is when we think about processed foods, and of course I did some research around hypoglycemia afterwards, is that in the early um, 1900s, late 1800s, what was the average processed sugar con consumption in North America? It was around five pounds, maybe 10 pounds max, right? We're now approaching 150 pounds or 50 kilos of processed sugar in our diet. So we think about all the processed candies, all the processed foods, all the cereals that are on the shelf. You know, there's thousands of foods that are created. Well, there's no foods created. They're all some kind of source document or source, pardon me, food that's now being converted into some kind of processed food. So, and then there had this, this whole thing about, well, you know, fat's what makes you fat. And we know that that's not true. So what did they replace fat with way back in the 70s when this World Health Organization thing occurred? What were they praised it was with sugar? I mean, yeah. if you look at it, the other thing is, is that, you know, uh, when fructose corn syrup was invented, you know, that doesn't break down in your body properly either. So yeah. now all of a sudden that was really discovered or created in the 80s and said, okay, let's create that. Now my system can't even break that down. And if you look at even, you know, processed meats and some of the things that are out there and you look at the label, well, you'll see fructose corn syrup in a lot of these products that you don't even anticipate that there's going to be the sugar in it. Yeah, so. it's addictive.
And a lot of people don't know that high fructose corn syrup by weight is 50% Roundup. Well, that's, that out, of, that, that, that's out of MIT. Hmm. So when you have high fructose corn syrup in your Heinz, Heinz ketchup, it's 50% Roundup. And the reason why is people are like, how is that possible? Well, to, to get that genetically modified corn to be able to spray it with Roundup or the Monsanto's, you know, uh, Roundup, which is glyphosate, they have to inject it in a Petri dish and get it to take. And then now they've got this new strain that will accept it. So that way they can spray the entire crop of corn. It will kill all the weeds, but it won't kill the corn. So you have up, it. It's called Roundup Ready Crops. Yeah. So, so it's inside of them. Yeah. It's inside the corn itself and the corn's being sprayed with it multiple times. So that's, and then it goes to these processing plants. People don't realize this. Like if you and I went to Iowa where most of it's grown and we sat down and picked a few ears and boiled it in a pot outside and had trying to have a picnic and we tried to eat it, you can't even eat it. It's like, it's hard. You can't even chew it up. So it has to be processed. You couldn't even eat it in nature. And then they process it with chemicals, turn into high fructose corn syrup, and then they're feeding it to us. And I just did the math on this. You said 150 pounds of sugar is the average. I divided that by 365. That's 0.41 pounds of sugar a day. Almost mm -hmm. a half a pound of freaking sugar a day is what the average American is consuming. And we're wondering why we have problems when sugar is very, very similar in structure to the cocaine molecule. Well, you mentioned that earlier, is that it is as addictive or more addictive than cocaine. So no wonder you can't uh, stop and then you start getting to all these processed foods. And, you know, the TLC had a program said, honey, you're killing your kids. That was years ago, a decades ago, where, you know, parents are feeding their kids all this processed food and these pizzas and all these things that are out of a box. And they yeah. don't realize that they're uh, killing their kids as a result of that. They don't, so, they don't know. They see whole wheat and they think that's good. And they don't realize it's a mouthful of sugar or, you know, organic oatmeal. It's, it, it converts to sugar in your mouth. Rice, they take away the bran and all the nutrients are in it. 90% of the nutrients. You eat white rice, brown rice, you're eating mouthful of sugar, you know. So, well, that's crazy. And, um, well, I can tell you this, man, you, you, you started off slow growing up you had some issues but you figured it out and you're 60 years old and you look freaking great your skin looks amazing for those of you guys listening that are not on youtube um this guy's 60 his skin looks awesome he looks very healthy and as you guys know that's the type of people that i like bringing on here because i like to have people on the show that are actually walking the walk not just saying something you know oh yeah mm -hmm. go do this and try that and, you know like atkins where the guy dies of a heart attack and you know it's that that doesn't work so um okay cool well hey let's take a quick break and when we come back um, I kind of want to get into more of um, some of uh, your your studies on nutrition and genetics because uh, I know you have a diploma in that. We'll be right back. Dr. Scott Treadway here with Chemical Free Body. I want to talk to you about the Green 85 Juice Formula. This is a fantastic formulation. We've made this because all of our soils depleted. We have all of these elements that we used to get that we're not getting, all the nutrients. Now we can get everything, all of our vitamins, minerals, we can get everything within a minute every day. We have concentrated wheatgrass extract, which is one of the main ingredients in Green 85. It's just an amazing rejuvenator. You're going to feel great. You're gonna feel energetic. You're gonna to feel totally revitalized. We wish you the best of health of happiness. To get this product and our other amazing products, go to chemicalfreebody.com 
That's chemicalfreebody.com. You need to get a glass of water? Are you good? Good to go? Okay. Welcome back, Health Heroes. Tim James here. I'm with Dr. Ken Keyes, and I spell his name K-E-I-S, not K-E-Y-S. <laughs> so, Dr. 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 Keyes, thanks for being back here with us. Um, we talked about um, you growing up thinking you're having depression um, with some help of a a friend and you using your own instincts, you figured out that you had hypoglycemia. It's kind of a sugar issue, poor diet, too much alcohol, too much sugar, and you and you healed yourself. And we also figured out that this could possibly help people, a small percentage of them that are bipolar. And again, I just want to clarify here real quick. If you're bipolar, I have a dis- medical disclaimer in the beginning of all my shows, but we're not saying stop taking your lithium. We're just saying improve your diet lower the sugar, lower the booze and up the greens and the juices and the healthy stuff. And, um, and then always consult with your physician because we would, would have mm-hmm. you come off a of lithium. And, and, and also up, to, up your activity, right? So when you start getting, uh, you know, dopamine and adrenaline and some of these other chemicals in your body, cause you're moving, yeah. uh, then that's, uh, that's going to be valuable for you as well. And so, I mean, yeah. all of us want to have some kind of activity. And if you look around, you know, when you go to, you know, Disneyland when it's open, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And you look around, you can see that these people are not active. No. And not a judgment to you guys, but really you're paying the price of your lifestyle. Yeah. 80% of Americans are overweight, obese, or morbidly obese. Just, I go to the grocery store and it's like my heart sinks every time I go. I used to be one of those people. You know, I was a mess. So, um, yeah, there was something else I was going to say, but let's just go ahead and get into um, now you have a diploma in nutrition and genetics. So why don't you tell us about um, this, uh, this stress indicator system that you put together? Well, I'm actually owner of Consulting Resource Group. So we're a publishing company and we produce psychological tools and assessments. And one of those assessments is the stress indicator and health planner. Dr. Gwen Faulkner runs a wellness center in California as a co-author of it as well. And so when we look at it, when we think about it, is that stress is highly affecting us and when we think about wellness, Tim, it's not just nutrition. So we have five different categories that we talk about. And so distress, you know, so anxiety or losing weight or not getting sleep. We know that sleep deprived individuals are being affected and it's nearly impossible to lose weight if you don't get enough sleep. So all of these come into play. But some of the categories that we have in there is, first of all, interpersonal stress. So we have like a personality assessment and we have a self-worth assessment and we have a values assessment is that one of the, and we're given a a gift away at the end is that people's clarity in their relationships are affecting their stress level. Stress levels then affect their wellness level. I mean, you do shows around cortisol and cortisol production. And so if I have interpersonal stress or I'm not getting along with somebody or I have distress or nowadays, if you're watching news, which we don't, we don't watch the news you can actually stress yourself just by taking having all this input from these different sources that are not good. And then we talk about uh, nutrition. So, you know, we have our own garden in the background. I mean, you are a vegan. I'm not a vegan, but I'm, you know, we know that the majority of your diet really needs to be plant-based. That mm-hmm. makes sense, right? Yeah, at least 80%. Or that you can be organic, uh, the better. 
Uh, and then of course you have to be careful with some of the fruits like, Hey, I love pineapple, but what's in there, <laughs> right? A lot of sugar. So no wonder you love like to eat a whole thing of that or we're in an area where there's lots of berries. So we know that having that as a baseline is very, very important. Making sure that you're hydrated and you have your water. It was interesting. I went back starting to run again because my daughter actually got married a week before we're um, recording this. And one of her challenges to me is, Dad, you need to lose some weight. So that's one of the reasons why I look a little bit better too. But I started to realize about hydrating uh, an hour or two before I run. Mm -hmm. And it just changed my whole ability to run further is making sure that I'm drinking all this water, making sure I'm hydrated so that if I get thirsty while I'm running, it's too late. I need to make sure that I get that in advance. So a lot of people are taking that. I'm big as a nutritionist. You know, I was a nutritionist in the dairy industry and that was, you know, I grew up in a dairy farm. So I kind of have this connection to the land and when cattle weren't producing, we always went to the diet. We always were looking at, you know, calcium and phosphorus balances and magnesium and all these kinds of micro minerals and said, you know, where are we at with that? Well, we actually, for the most part, feed our animals a more balanced diet than we feed ourselves. So I'm a big believer in nutritional in supplements or making sure that you balance that because for the most part, we don't eat correct or right. And if I have additional stress in my system, then I'm probably going to need a B complex. If I want to you know, relax at night, then I'm probably going to need something around magnesium. So do your research in that area. The other one around lifestyle, and it was interesting because Harvard did this longevity study and it was 50 years in the making. And they said, well, what were some of the things that caused people's life to end uh, early, right? So obviously we've already talked about smoking and drinking, right? Those two are like baseline. But one of the components that contributed to longevity for people were loving relationships. So we're talking about, you know what? Get out there, get connected, be plugged in. Uh, you know, the best way to have friends is to be a friend. And it's, you know, and even in these times, that's why I really don't believe in lockdowns per se, because it, it really affects the emotional condition of individuals as relationships grow, longevity grows. And so we want to be connected. We want to be plugged in. We want to have these quote unquote uh, loving relationships. We also know that this activity is important. So there's all kinds of studies around, you know, if you want to do high intensity workouts, that's fine. Or uh, you would talk to be younger next year where you're doing 65% of your sort of maximum body activity five days a week or 10,000 steps, you know, whatever it is, just go do it. Mm -hmm. The other one is there was research around those of us that are my age, we're just doing resistance training, like some kind, not necessarily heavy weights, muscle mass matters. So uh, my father-in-law two years ago passed away, stepfather-in-law from dementia. So he was in residential care, which is 24 seven care in this home. What's really sad, Tim, is that people are not living in those places. They're waiting to die. It's just, yeah. you walk in these places and it's death. And so one of the things you really observe is that what is it that's really hindering their enjoyment of life? And that's their mobility. They, they, they can't move anymore. The slower the mo they move, the slower they move. So mm -hmm. a lot of times, oh, mom, don't move so fast. You're 80. You know, no, no, no. If you're 80, there's no reason why you shouldn't be active. You shouldn't be out there and get moving, being um, even if it's just a resistance rubber band or something like that. Yeah, and then, do, you think, do you think that they've like 
like this is all like societal construct you get old this is what's happening even the doctors telling, hey you're getting older you, this is what goes on you know but i see people like dr gabriel cousins that guy's 80 and he can do 30 pull-ups right there's people doing marathons that are over 100 right so there's the example right there i mean like if that's what's possible then it's like when richard banister broke the four minute mile then all of a sudden everybody flooded and did it because we thought it was oh it's possible there's mm-hmm. examples out there but you're not seeing you see oh there's you know, and maybe the local news are like this lady, she's, it's her hundred birthday and it's like, Oh, it's great. And, but you know, there's people out there that are hundred that are running or doing yoga and living their lives. I've seen them. Oh, absolutely. I forget the lady's name. I've actually got her in one of my e-courses I've created called dying to live. And she was, she started powerlifting when she was 75 and, you know, just a grandma lifts, you know, she's, I shovel the snow. I lift the groceries. I lift my grandkids. Like she's 125 pounds soaking wet. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's just, uh, it's when you don't use your muscles, when you don't use your, what you have, then you lose it. Yep. And so first of all, you get overweight, then you don't feel well, you don't eat well. So you don't have the right energy. So your activity level goes down. And as a result of that, then your ability to be mobile goes down. And so this whole uh, sort of vortex that sucks you down continues. And so you got to be out there and active. I think about, you know, when we're recording this, my parents are still alive. My dad's 88, my mom's 86, but they really barely can get around. My dad's probably 75 pounds overweight. Mm -hmm. And so no wonder he can't get around and that he has arthritis. And, you know, when we think about inflammation, Dr. Tom O'Brien was on my show recently, says a lot of what's going on is inflammation in our system, right? So you have arthritis that's happening, you have uh, brain fog, all of that is this really uh, where you have this, um, your immune system is compromised because of your diet and what you're doing or not doing as far as activity. And a couple of the things that we have in the uh, stress assessment is, you know, if you're still working, occupational stress. So one of the reasons, like my purpose in life is help others to live, lead, and work a purpose, to really kind of be plugged in. If you hate what you're doing, if you don't like your job or your role, then that's going to create stress. So that's one of the reasons why I wrote the book, The Quest for Purpose. But we also talk about that in the wellness assessment, is that these things will contribute to your stress level again. So if you're miserable, the reality is, is less than 13% of the population love what they do. And they, that was a 142 country study that Gallup did. Well, if 90% of the people dislike what they do, Tim, then what's the likelihood they're going to enjoy life? They're going to be energized. They're going to be, um, um, you know, just being positive or just being quote unquote healthy. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely what you're saying is absolutely so true. And it, it's going to affect the other areas of their life, period, because they're all connected to you. That's what it boils down to. So if you have a bad relationship and that's low frequency and it doesn't make you feel good, that's going to bring down your frequency, which is going to make your career down, your finances down, your spirituality down. Everything goes down. And it's the same thing with career. Like you said, it's like 74% of people or whatever hate their job. They don't, they're just going there for a paycheck. Well, that might be okay, but guess what? Why not get excited about that job because it's at least providing you income and giving you time. So now on the side, you can go start figuring out what you want to do. And if, like, you're going to help people actually do that, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to, you're going to, at the end, guys, we're going to give you, a, he's going to give you a free copy of this thing called the quest for purpose 
to help you find out what your why is, find out what your purpose is. And it's a step-by-step, uh, it's a book and it's going to help you. And thank you so much for uh, uh, providing this to our listeners. That's uh, a really awesome gift. So I really appreciate You're that. Welcome. But, but anyway, so like, this is a really important uh, thing because if one area of your life is lacking, whether it be your health, your, your finances, your, your spiritual life, your, your career, uh, your relationships, it's going to affect all the others. They're all connected and it's so important. So man, um, it's really important to be doing what we love. And I tell people like, if you, if you're really confused, just what's, what's your highest excitement? What gives you excitement? What brings you joy? What is that thing that you can't stop talking about that you Google and you're on it, your friends are like enough already. That's what you should be doing. You're here for a reason. You have a purpose, right? All right, cool. So, um, so nutrition and, um, I'm actually, you know, as far as genetics goes, since you have some research in genetics, uh, my take has been, you know, genetics is about two to 3% of most of people's problems. Um, there's a genetic predisposition to a weakness, but there's this also other thing called epigenetics that Dr. Uh, Bruce Lipton kind of shows, which is like, it's the environment that it, it, it makes the genes express themselves in a certain way. So if you have a crappy environment, you're going to have a crappy expression and might show up as breast cancer or Hashimoto's or whatever. But if you have a great environment, it's it, then the genes are not going to express themselves in that manner and you're going to stay healthy. What's your take on the genetics? Well, I actually reference all of that in my book. <laughs> so it Bruce Lipton and epigenetics. And the fact is, is how I think about it. So the reality is 90 to 95% of our condition is lifestyle related. So Mm -hmm. 5% is genetics, maybe, maybe 10%. And when people say, well, um, heart attacks run in my family, guess what? You're already setting yourself up from a mindset point of view to allow that. Or everybody has breast cancer in it. Well, then of course, again, it's interesting. The power of the mind, which is this epigenetics, where how I think about things is actually adjusting how my DNA responds. Yeah. And so people don't realize you have total responsibility for your responses. And then, of course, you're talking about chemical free. So one of the things that for me is that uh, the toxins in our environment are so significant now. Right. Just the the billions, not millions, but the billions of pounds of toxins that are just around the world in all kinds of formats from, you know, from sprays, but also in our households the toxins that come out of it. Now, you know, we're trying to go into VOCs now with paint and these kinds of things. So we're starting to think about this stuff. But the last hundred years, just how much stuff we have put into the system, your body can only tolerate so much of that. And that's where, you know, the genetics are being affected, the lifestyle is being affected. And for sure, to say, well, this is uh, my natural predisposition. There's interesting um, research, Tim, that if I have a lot of friends who are unhealthy, unfit and overweight, guess what? I'm going to be the same way. Your environment matters. Your life actually will reflect the top five closest friends that you have Mm -hmm. because they have such an influence on how you think. So, uh, you know, before my daughter got married and she was challenging me and she's a fitness kind of crazed girl. And I love that in her. She says, come on, dad, step it up, get going again. And all of a sudden, I was energized as a result of that. It was a goal because I was connecting to her. And of course, mm-hmm. I love her as my daughter anyways. And, and that was an influence to me to start getting more fit this the beginning of this year yeah. uh, from what I had done. And I know better. 
Uh, I just kind of got a little lazy on it. And Tim, we have these moments along the way yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that occur. Uh -huh. And so that's the same thing everybody here. The, the other thing is, is when people say, well, I don't really, you were going, I'm just going back for a second around purpose of that, is that most people don't do the work to figure out what their why is. And so your encouragement in this show or our show, you know, my podcast show, is that what we're challenging people is that the answers you seek are there if you're looking for them. And so if you're not doing the work to find out what they are, then what's the likelihood you're going to find them? So they're all there for you. Every single person, as you said, has a purpose, a calling, an assignment in some form or another. You just need to take responsibility for that to say, well, I don't know what it is. Well, then that's your first start. If you don't know what your purpose is, then your purpose is to find your purpose. And that's a good point right there, right there. That's really important. If you don't know what your purpose is, your purpose is to find it. Because by God, we need you to be living that purpose. That's what's going to make this whole society hum. Everybody needs to be doing what they need to be doing. It's, it's that deep-seated reason why we're here, whatever that mm -hmm. is. And it doesn't have to be, you don't have to go like, you know, fly to the moon to have a purpose. It could be, you know, you could be a really good dad. Mm -hmm. Right. You could be a really good dad or you could be a really good mom or you could be a really good friend or maybe you're a really good um, lawnscaping person. Right. Or you make you paint. Right. Or you play guitar or whatever that is. That could be your purpose. And by God, you should be doing that. And, and if you if you really focus on that, what I realize is that people do that properly and they seek it, <laughs> that will actually come back to them and they can make a career out of it. Mm. If well, they stick around long enough to find out. I grew out. up in a dairy farm and I was the eldest male, third generation on the farm. Tim, do you think there was a little bit of pressure for me to stay there? Mm -hmm. So I went to agricultural college, I came back home, and then a couple of years later I said, I got to get out of here. I had my own farm and then I woke up one morning and I said, is it okay if I was here 20 years from now with the sun coming up at 5.30 in the morning milking these cows? And I said, absolutely not. And so give me a room with 1,000, 2,000, 5,000 people in it and doing some speaking and I'm energized. Or So now I train professionals all around the world on our assessments and tools. Our company is now in its 41st year. I've been connected to it for 30. I, I mean, I can't even explain the energy that comes from that. So there's no judgment to what you're uh, connected to. But your highest level of contribution is when you're plugged into that purpose, into that assignment, into that calling, whatever word that you want to use. And it's not from a self-centered point of view, Tim. It's from a self-honoring point of view. It's not about you. It's about my highest level of contribution is when I'm plugged into this space. And so like doing podcasts like this isn't hard work. Are you kidding? This is like easy peasy, right? Yeah. To be able to kind of connect with you where your energy is really around helping others. Uh, to live this life at, at the highest level of wellness possible. Well, I love that. I mean, that's not work. No, it's not. It's fun. It's like play. And I remember dreading, sometimes dreading, getting up every morning, getting on my suit and tie, fighting traffic, and having an 8 a.m. meeting with the team, get all that stuff done, and then break, and then off I go, meeting after meeting after meeting with client after client after client in the financial services industry or driving it over to the other location and driving to this location to meet that client. We had three locations in the greater Portland, Vancouver area. And it was a, a lot of stress, a lot of work. And, yeah. and it showed, I mean, cause I mean, I, I was in it for the money. I mean, that's what it boiled down to. I mean, it was, it was fun. I made the best of it, but um, I was like just searching for this, you know, 
this career, it was, it was, it was, it was honestly, it was just, it was more about the money. It was, I mean, I enjoyed helping people with their money. I really did mm-hmm. having them come in and solving their problems. But at the end of the day, I was more excited about telling people about sprouts or drinking green juices twice a day and what it had done for me and how it had transformed my life. Cause you know, underneath that suit and tie was a very depressed, overweight guy that was bleeding rectally and had skin issues. And, you know, I had to start didn't, wearing, did you say on our podcast that you lost like nearly 50 pounds? Yeah, 38, 38 pounds. Yeah. And I've kept it off, but I had a lot besides the, the fat weight. I also had a lot of inflammation in my body. Mm-hmm. I was really inflamed and had water weight as well. So, um, and I've been able to keep that off going on 10 years and I feel great. I'm 47. I feel like I'm 19. My skin's awesome. Um, people comment it all the time. It feels, I feel young. I feel healthy. I'm like, cause people don't understand. It's like, once you understand, like when you change your environment and allow your immune system, allow these cells to do what they're supposed to do, they're self-regenerating mechanisms. Mm-hmm. And if you change that environment, you can not only just regenerate, but you can actually reverse the aging process. You know, a lot of our clients are in six months, they look like five years younger, like you do. You look way younger than 60, which is awesome. Thank so, you, okay. I'll take that as an affirmative. Frick yeah, man. You're doing great. <laughs> you're doing great, brother. All right, so we're going to take one more quick break, and then we'll be right back with Dr. Ken Keyes. Hi, I'm health coach Tim James from ChemicalFreeBody.com. We're offering you a great opportunity to try our health coaching for free. So click on the Get Offer button to book a free 30-minute health coaching call. Also, as a thank you for booking with us, I'm going to give you this uh, free copy of our Gut Detox Guide for you to download. This is a $67 value. You're going to love it. We use it with all our coaching clients. I use it myself. So book your health coaching call right now and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, Health Heroes, we're back with Dr. Ken Keyes. We're going to wrap up here and uh, Ken, uh, Dr. Dr. Keyes, thanks so much for coming on. Um, I got a really good takeaway today was like that hydrate in, in advance thing. I mean, we, I drink water all the time, but I think that was a nice little point to tell mm-hmm. people. So if you're listening, I just wanted to bring that up again. I put that in my notes. But if you're doing activities, make sure you get up early enough to hydrate at least an hour or two prior to your big intensive workouts. And you're probably, yeah, that'll, that'll work better. It makes a lot of sense. Um, so let's talk about um, your the free gift that you're going to hand out, the quest for purpose. So let's go into the details of that and how we'll, how, how did how did that get born and what's it doing for people? Well, I mean, way, way back in 1989, I got into this speaking and training business and I visited a coach before coaches were big, right? Back mm-hmm. in 1980s, his name was Mike McManus. He's now passed away. He was in Seattle, Washington. And Mike actually created a program called Source to help kids stay in school. But then he quickly found out the adults were confused. They didn't know what they were doing. And I knew I was supposed to be a speaker, but I didn't know about what and who. So I invested six months, drove two and a half hours each way to meet with him and have these coaching sessions and then come back. And then basically, I just continued on that track. And since my purpose is to help others to live, lead, and work a purpose, I said I wanted to write a book that really was a roadmap so that people could get clear about all the elements in their life. So, you mean, there was, there's some work involved. But the quest for purpose is really a journaling, but there's also content in it where it takes you through a step-by-step process for you to get clear about all the different areas in your life that are important to you. And what does that mean to kind of get there? And I went through this process myself. I just teach other people through the book to do it. So if they want to get the free e-version of the book, 
They'll go to my website, KenKeys, K-E-N-K-E-I-S dot com slash chemical free, which is a hidden URL that links us to this podcast. And they'll be able to download that book, get it. And if you have any troubles with the link, then just call our office or email our office and we'll be able to have cool. that for you. Our goal is, is that we just want people to kind of be engaged and do the effort and do the work. What's really shocking sometimes, Tim, is a lot of people will get the book and then they'll do nothing. Yeah. So you, you, again, it takes action. You have to take action. You know, that would be a famous thing that Anthony Robbins would say is if you don't take action, nothing's going to happen. So take action, go to the thing, kenkeys.com slash chemical free and get the book. And then you have any questions, just reach out to me and I'll respond yeah. as best as I can. We'll put that in the description for people so they can get access to that very easily. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's one of the laws of the universe. What you put out is what you get back. So you give, what's the retail value of your book that you're giving out here? 30, 30 bucks. So $30 it's free. Um, but you have to take action with it. Otherwise it ain't going to, ain't going to do you no good. But if you're, if you're struggling to find out what your why is, what your purpose is, what's your job? Your job's to find out what it is. Here's the tool to help you do it. So again, Dr. Keys, thank you so much for providing that tool. We'll, we'll definitely put that in the, in the notes there in the description for people so they can get access to um, the quest for purpose. That's really cool. I really appreciate that. That's, I know it's been your You're life's welcome. work and um, I, hopefully somebody will hop in there and change life. I just had another gal uh, that just called me up and said, thank you. She actually jumped on and uh, with another uh, client that I had on and hired her and she's getting great results for what she was doing in her specific field. So that was really cool. Mm -hmm. I love hearing those stories where they are, our, our people in our audience are connecting to uh, folks like yourself and improving their lives. So that's what it's all about. So that's really cool. So before we take off here, you know um, we're in the COVID-19 era. So I just wanted to get, you know, your scientist doctor, um, what's your, what's your take on COVID-19 as far as uh, what's transpired so far and where do you see this thing going? Well, uh, you probably you can don't want to hear. Blatantly honest, just be, just throw it well, out there, man. Yeah, uh, you know what? It is nasty for a certain percentage of the people, but the likelihood of you dying is probably is you have a higher percentage of being hit by lightning. Mm -hmm. So if you're under sixty, and if you have a precondition that's now said, ninety percent of the people who have passed away from it have had a pre-existing condition of some sort or another. Yes, it's sad. It's uh, my um, my mother-in-law is ninety, and she doesn't even give a rip. She says, "Forget it." And so the reality is, is that um, I'm in agreement with uh, Sweden, the herd immunity process. They didn't close schools. Yes, they locked down law, large groups, but they met most people kept going. You can't stop the world in this idea of living in fear. I believe that the fear is killing the people, the emotional toll. My wife actually works at a old age or nursing home. And the emotional toll that this has had on the individuals there who can't see their kids who are 80 and 90 years of age and no relationships and whatever is far more and far greater than what's happened with what they're doing here. Uh, the science behind it, everybody says experts. I'm really suspect of quote unquote experts. I think there's some agendas behind it. I don't even know what it is, but no way. I think it's forced vaccinations. That's what it is in control. Well, and I'm not, I'm not going to be taking it. I'm just, I'm not just not because there's no accountability for safety protocols in that, in that space. When I was a kid, I was vaccinated with those. But at this point, uh, even the flu vaccine, which people get on a regular basis, even in its best year is around 30% 
which is a hit. I mean, you could even have some research around 15%. So why would I take something where it doesn't work 75% of the time? I just does. I I don't get it. it. Yeah. The numbers are like when they get these vaccines done, it only actually works for about 10% of the people. And then what they did was with this fast tracking policy, they, they skipped the animal testing, which any vaccine, all the vaccines have ever been tested. 80% of them fail in the animal vac, animal testing. Right. So they skipped over that and they went right to. So, I mean, that's, that's scary. What the hell are they going to put in? And I just had on Brian Festa, who's a civil rights attorney. He's the co-founder of the We the Patriots USA mm. uh, org and the ctfreedomalliance.org with uh, actually his co-founder, Don Jolly, who's a former uh, military veteran. She was given anthrax and all the shots as a military person. They lost her papers and made her do it all again. She got doubled down on her vaccinations. And guess what? She's been a wreck physically ever since. And mm-hmm. Brian... Um, he actually has a son who is a vaccine injured son mm-hmm. down to the mitochondria level. Like it really has jacked his son up pretty bad. So, um, you know, this, and, and he, he's actually got a lawsuit. They're, they're suing the school for the masks that they're forcing onto the kids. And I had another gal, doc, uh, a nurse, Aaron Olchesky on my mm-hmm. show. And then I saw her Facebook feed and she said, they're trying to force masks at school. And she looked at the mask and it said made in Mexico cheap mask and guess what it said on the side of the box does not protect or do anything against COVID-19 yet they're going to force the kids to wear it if it mm-hmm. says on the box that it doesn't work why are they doing this well there was a um, a study came out of the children's hospital in Toronto just last week and that uh, social distancing and all this kind of stuff they said is going to be uh, damaging to kids so forget all of that just run with it and here's the reality is that you can't stop this thing. It is very contagious. That's no doubt about it. But herd immunity and people getting it, yes, there are going to be some people that are going to be affected. But when was that different on anything else, right? So as the numbers come in, uh, the percentage of people who pass away from it are continuing to drop. How they treat those people who are affected, it continues to improve. And, you know, get on with our life uh, is yeah. basically where I'm at with this. And if you're high risk, fine, uh, you do what you need to do. But the rest of us need to kind of get going on, on with life. And for me, I'm kind of a, an eternal guy. So I'm a pastor on, a, on the side, Tim. So I said, hey, I know where I'm going. So it's uh, life is a terminal disease. So busy is mm. people are so busy worried about dying, they're no longer living. Yeah. And that is they're not enjoying life. I see my parents who have 14 great grandchildren, and they haven't seen any of them in six months. What's the mm. deal? You know, yeah, uh, fear 24 7, fear mongering on the news. And yeah, I, I absolutely will not watch any of the network news. Just yeah. forget it. Yeah. Forget it. Yeah. Just, yeah, don't do that. Well, okay, so just, there you got my opinion. People just need education on it. I think they'll, they'll, they can come to their own conclusions. It's really not hard to figure out when you understand that the news is controlled by basically six entities, and basically behind that's one, you know, one person. So, anyway, um, well, man, it was, um, it was great having you on. We, we covered a lot of stuff. And um, again, I really want to thank you for uh, giving that gift out for our clients, um, the quest for purpose, that ebook. So guys, grab it. It's a $30 gift. And most importantly, take action. Um, I really like that. I'm going to say it again. If you don't know what your why is, if you don't know what your purpose is, if you don't know what really excites you, your job is to find out what it is. That's what it is. So if you leave this podcast today, I want you to really take some time set it aside, put yourself first, make yourself a priority, 
take a break, you know, go, go drive down the road, go to a library, get away from the husband, get away from the wife, get away from the kids if you need to for a moment and really mm-hmm. focus down because if you want to be, have a good relationship with the husband or the wife and you want to raise good kids, then you need to be vibrating in a high frequency. You need to be doing what you love because that is how you're going to inspire your children to do the same thing. So please put yourself first and you can, and you can go take his, um, go through that book quest for purpose. So thanks again. And we'll put the, um, the information in the show notes. Thing was Ken keys, K E I S.com forward slash chemical free. And you guys can get a free copy. So that's it. So Dr. Keys, thanks for coming on and um, guys around the world. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, our audience is growing. I can't believe it. We're over a thousand downloads a week already. And um, we really appreciate it. It's, it's all over the place. UK, Ireland, Saudi Arabia, Israel, Canada, Mexico, Peru. We're, we're, we even had people um, in places that I didn't even know existed, which is really good. So thank you guys. You gotta so love much. the online world. Thanks, Tim. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. You guys, thanks for tuning in so much and sharing the podcast, giving us ratings. And if you guys have comments or you have guests you'd like me to interview, Send, the, send us that information. We'd love to interview him uh, if you got some good ones. And until next time, change yourself, change your world, and I'll talk to you again real soon. You're listening again to The Health Hero Show. I'm your host, Tim James. And remember, change yourself, change your world, and we'll see you again on the next episode. Talk to you soon. You have just listened to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. Ha, ha, ha.